When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Once again today, we saw silver and gold really hammered down, uh, this time to the lowest they have been in a long time. Silver in particular, sitting right around $15.60, actually $15.59 as I speak right now. Um, That's the lowest that silver has been since I think the March or April of 2016. That was when silver was on its way up from its lows of uh, the end of 2015, beginning of 2016. Actually, on on a minute-to-minute basis, silver traded as low as right around 15.54 an ounce. Um, so you know things aren't looking great. I guess if if you're you're really waiting, you know, every single day for for silver to shoot higher. Um, I think for most of us though, this is if anything a buying opportunity, right? Uh, you can now buy silver at, you know, roughly 20 ounces cheaper than you could have a week ago when it was at 1580 or, you know, 15.75. So this doesn't change a lot of my outlook. You know, I, I will say one thing that, that you know, a, a week or two ago, I, I put out a video, how low will silver go? And I kind of reiterated my call since then that, you know, I kind of saw the low as being 15.80, 15.75. Obviously it's broken through that piece of resistance. And I did say that around 15.60 was going to be another piece. It's slightly broken through that, but I think there's still a fair amount of resistance where it is right now. Um, I still, I still don't see it dropping a whole lot lower right now. Um, I, I'm not saying that it's going to shoot higher to 17 or 18 or anything like that right now, but I think it has a fair amount of, of support where it is right now. Resistance is the right word. Support right around 1560, 1550 in that range. Um, it, it doesn't change my outlook otherwise a whole lot. Continues to be a manipulated market. Continues, in my opinion, to be one of, if not the most undervalued assets on the face of the earth. And now we can buy it for a little bit cheaper. Who knows what the premiums uh, are looking at, looking like right now. I haven't really checked today, but you know maybe they've... Uh, remain steady. Maybe they've gone up slightly, but um, you know the big catalyst that I want to talk about here. That, that's kind of my outlook on silver heading forward. You know, over the next couple of days through the end of the week, I don't know. Fifteen fifty, I see as a low. I I don't see it heading a whole lot lower. I could be wrong. There's going to be people saying that it's on its way down to fourteen, thirteen, ten dollars, whatever. But I'm still thinking fifteen. You know, it, it's not going to drop a whole lot lower. But but you know, the big catalyst for this drop in both silver and gold, and, and I should talk about gold as well. You know, so gold was hammered down to, you know, right around it had a low of right around twelve twenty seven, which is the lowest that it has been since. Uh, well, I'll bring up a chart here. Um, you know, the reason that they were hammered down so much today was uh, Jerome Powell and and the, um, I guess, the testimony that he gave on, you know, on a variety of topics. This is the lowest set, by the way, that gold has been since it looks like um, the summer of 2017. So about a year, a little over a year ago. Um, anyways, uh, Jerome Powell, he, you know, he gave his testimony today on the economy, you know, where, where he sees it being right now, inflation, and of course, uh, Fed policy. And I think a lot of people took it as very hawkish, which is, you know, in theory, uh, bullish for the dollar. And the dollar did rally a bit, but I, but I think, you know, the, the, the 
crash in precious metals, if you want to call it that, um, was a little bit exaggerated compared to to the rally in the dollar, you know, in my opinion. But um, basically, he gave a hawkish outlook. He said, you know, the economy continues to look strong for reasons A, B, and C. Um, you know, inflation is continuing to to be slightly over two percent. I, I think what a lot of people are thinking that with the inflation, you know, traders are interpreting that as the Fed's going to continue to hike. Um, you know, in the past, the Fed and, and Jerome Powell as well have talked about this whole, uh, you know, what is the word symmetrical that they use? Symmetrical um, inflation. Of course, their goal is 2%. For the longest time, it was for the most part under 2%. Now it's above 2%. And I, you know, I think they're going to allow it to be symmetric, meaning that, you know, if on average for, for two years, let's say, I don't know what the exact number is, but say for on average two years is at 1%, you know, to keep it symmetrical, they're going to allow it to, you know, sit at 3% for two years because that's, you know, averages out over a four-year basis to 2% inflation. I think that's where the Fed is kind of heading with this um, because, you know, I, I don't think that this tightening um, cycle for the Fed is going to last a whole lot longer. I think Fed, the, the, the chairman for the Fed, uh, Jerome Powell, I think he had to be very careful today with with his words, um, not to give away too much, and and you know not to spook the markets. People watch these word by word very intently, and you know we all know that that when Fed when when he was um, kind of sworn in as the chairman or when he kind of uh, first talking that was back in. February of this year, February 2018. Um, and of course, that was notable for the fact that the stock market fell by by a ton. You know, there was a huge explosion in volatility at the end of January, beginning of February. That was right around the period of time in which Powell took over for Yellen. And and I think since then, he's he's been taught a valuable lesson that he has to be very careful about what he says uh, because he doesn't want to, to spook the markets. Um, no difference no different today, I don't think. Um, he, he's going to be very careful about what he says. And, and of course, there's going to be people, there's going to be analysts that maybe think the Fed has a lot of credibility in their eyes. Maybe they don't. Um, but but they're going to say that, you know, this is what Jerome Powell is saying and, and, you know, we should take him at his word. But, I mean, it's it's not a whole lot different from what, you know, Bernanke said back in, in, in 2007 or, you know, 2008, as we were leading up to the, to the, uh, financial crisis and the great recession, you know, um, this time around, you know, in their, their last minutes, at least, you know, Powell and, and the Fed, they were talking about the yield curve getting close to being, you know, totally flat or inverted. They're talking about the trade war and some of the concerns with that emerging markets. And, and, you know, all three, they basically said, you know, it's something to keep an eye on, but don't worry about it. That's, you know, that's what a lot of people, whether we're talking about, um, I think it was Hank Paulson, the Treasury Secretary back then. I think for sure Ben Bernanke. I don't know if Paulson, I, I'd have to look at Zach. Maybe I'm thinking of a different quote. But Ben Bernanke and the Fed back then were talking about the real estate market and, and the the drop uh, in prices and kind of the pop in the subprime bubble. And basically that back then they said it was going to be um, segregated, that it was going to be, a, um, I guess, it wasn't going to spill over into the the wider markets or the wider economy. Of course, they were they were wrong, um, and I think that's you know to to relate this back to precious metals. I don't want this just to be a monetary policy talk. Um, you know, I said it time and time again, and, and I'm you know it's it's still July, and Dan, you know each day goes by, the Fed still hasn't stopped or reversed you know what th- their current tightening cycle, but I'm still saying that by the end of this year, 
I, I think the Fed is going to be stopping, if not reversing their monetary policy. It could be for a variety of reasons. It could be an escalation of the trade war, and that's what they blame it on. It could be because of, of some bubble popping here in the United States or, or around the world, maybe the Chinese economy or, or something in Europe. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the, the reason that they're going to be loosening their monetary policy is because they tightened it too much. They, they let too much of their balance sheet uh, you know, run off the books. They uh, raised the interest rates too high for this economy to handle with the high amount of debt that it has and, and the fact that so much of it is dependent on low interest rates and a lot of liquidity. And I think they're going to reverse. You know, I could be wrong, but but it's it's not a sustainable path that they're on. And of course, the, the end game here is going to be that um, they, you know, the dollar is going to drop significantly when they start to to reverse their policy the, the markets are already talking about this um and and how they they expect a rate cut at some point in the future now rather than perpetual rate hikes this is going to be good for precious metals you know i've said this in the past that the next big catalyst sure silver could 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 drop to 15 it can go up to 17 18 maybe even 20 bucks you know over the next six months, 12 months, gold could go as low as 1200. It could go up to 13, 1400. Sure. But the big catalyst for them is going to be the Fed, I think, here in the United States. That's going to be one of the big catalysts. Sure, there's going to be a, a reason elsewhere in the world or in the United States for the Fed to reverse their monetary policy, but it's going to be the Fed and, and them beginning, you know, uh, starting up the printing presses again, lowering the interest rates. That's going to be inflationary. You know, I heard Peter Schiff talking about how, um, you know, one of the big threats that the Fed is not taking into account is stagflation. You know, what if inflation is high, the economy is doing poorly, and they need to raise rates in a failing economy? I don't see the Fed doing that. I just don't. And, and you know, I don't know if Peter Schiff totally is on board with that idea either. I think he's just saying, you know, playing devil's advocate. But no, I think what, what we're going to end up with is, is inflation, a, a weak economy. We, we already have that to some extent if, if you, uh, you know, look behind the official numbers and, and look at, you know, what the status should be showing. Um, and the Fed is not going to tighten monetary policy, then they're going to loosen it. And you're going to have a lot of inflation. You're going to have a weak, weak dollar. And it's going to be good for precious metals, right? Um, so, so you know, this day-to-day action, it's it's important to watch. It's important to pay attention to. Um, but again, I see it as nothing more than just a buying opportunity. You know, the, the amount of debt that's in the system today, the the inherent weakness of fiat currencies, including the U.S. dollar, the, um, you know, this current charade of, of tightening monetary policy, all of those things are, there's still as much a reality today as they were yesterday, right? Or, or a year ago, you know, this is all still going to come crashing down eventually, including the U.S. dollar. And then that's all the more reason to be in a, solid physical asset like precious metals like silver or gold so you know i'd love to hear your thoughts in this video down below in the comment section i you know i'd love to talk about just silver and gold exclusively in a video like this but but again what's a catalyst for this move the fed and i'm going to talk about the fed because i think you know again they're going to be a big catalyst for eventually what sends silver and gold higher because um they're, they're going to let the dollar drop significantly i believe in the future and and allow inflation to rise higher and higher because Eventually, they're going to have to throw in the towel with this whole 2% inflation business, even if you follow these official inflation numbers, which are 
you know, much lower than, than reality. So, um, as always, if you want to support this channel, certainly liking this video, commenting and subscribing, if you haven't already, those things help me out a ton. And I'm very appreciative of that. Otherwise you can support me on Patreon. My next Patreon supporter that comes on board will be coming on for my, uh, August interview for, of, of my, you know, viewers. Um, so I'll be looking forward to, to seeing who kind of snatched up that opportunity. Otherwise, um, there's a link down below in the description. If you, you know, if you are a stacker for a 10 ounce silver bar at spot price from SD bullion, it's a great way to support my channel. It's a great way to support a business that is founded and run by precious metals owners, you know, stackers, just like you and I. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a great way to get a good deal on silver that you're going to be buying anyway. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.